0: Why don't you put your hands together for Jesus, the Savior of the world. Let us pray. Father, thanks a million for Christmas, for a time to celebrate the birth of the Savior, Jesus. As we come before your word, speak to us. Minister to our hearts. Bring hope to the hopeless. In the name of Jesus. Everybody said amen. Amen. Wonderful. You may be seated. Wow. That was a beautiful presentation. Of Christmas. And the birth of Jesus. We tried as much as possible. Within a very short time. To make it. Interactive. Such that we will understand amen. amen because um in time past when the christmas scriptures are read to us they are read in a way that we don't understand they used to read them in latin omnimus demus amen so when you when you listen to them they sound very angelic and very spiritual as well as very poetic and mysterious. However, when you go, you don't remember anything. All you remember is the part that you respond, Amen. Amen. Do you get it? Uh Aha. Then we graduated to reading it in the King James Version, but also when after it is read, though it sounds more Shakespeareic. Do you get it? And like Shakespeare, it means it sounds more like Shakespeare, like literature, Macbeth. Who does that, who does who? Uh-huh. But when we go, also, we still don't remember. Do you get it? So we try to bring it to everyday English. I think next year we'll try to bring it to everyday Zulu so that we can all understand. You get it? Yeah, hallelujah. But for just some 20 minutes, I want to share with you from one of the scriptures that was that that was so put your hands together for all them that were involved. In Zamo, Lizui, um, Justice, uh, what's the name of the other justice? Tandeka and and Mila. Powerful, 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 powerful. And more importantly, put your hands together for yourselves, the choir. Some of you are not here for rehearsal, but we still give it to you. You try. Amen. Wonderful. Well, I want to share with you from Isaiah chapter 9. Just a short piece of scripture, and then we just look at it. Isaiah, we are in the Christmas mode. Christmas, they will have a, a powerful but quick service here, and also exchange of gifts on that day. Okay. But whilst we prepare for Christmas Day, um, Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 9, all right? Verse 2, the Bible says, the people that walk in darkness have seen a great light. And those who dwell in the land of the shadow of death, unto them a light shined, or the light being been shined, all right? Now, the Bible tell, talks about A group of people who are walking in darkness, and then another group who dwell in deep darkness or the land of the shadow. The King James says the land of the shadow of death. You see, so when you do Psalm 23, you see this though here though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. This clearly explains to us a situation of despair and hopelessness where people are thinking I can't make it nothing good will happen. No good thing will happen. But then the the prophet prophesies that they have seen a great light. When you are in darkness and you see light, immediately what comes to you is hope. Light represents hope. That's why everywhere you go in the world, if the lights go off and they come back on, people rejoice when the lights come back on. Whether they are white, black, blue, or Indian. They all rejoice because light has come. Because light represents hope that something good is out there. If you have travelled a little, you will see that when you are driving from from town to town, from door to door, you realize that, especially if you are driving in the night, you see that it's dark for a long time. Then, when you are approaching a city, you begin to see light. You begin to see light. Now, when you start to see light, you become excited. Why? Because you are approaching a city. We're driving from Namibia back to um, South Africa from Vintook. You'll be in Namibia for holidays. From Vintook. And when we left Vintook, between Vintook and the border, it's a desert. There's nothing. So if you are driving in the night, after you get out of Vintuk, you only see darkness and the road. The only light you see is the light of your car or uh, the light of an approaching vehicle. And it's desert and it's about almost a thousand kilometers. No, no yeah, yeah. yeah. Forever. You drive and drive. The whole drive is between that place and the border. Once you cross the border, you are in town. You are in South Africa and then you are in town. Darkness. And I remember driving with a friend. We drove for a long time. No light. We just keep believing God that there's something ahead. That there's something. Until we got to a place, then we started to see a glimmer of light, like this light over there. As we, you, you know, even at a point we we're beginning to feel frustrated, tired, and sleepy. But as we started to see the light, Amen. ourselves came, Amen. all our 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 organs woke up. We started to get happy because that's light. It represented hope that there's something. Bible says, "Hope make it not ashamed." Hope doesn't disgrace. This Christmas, I want you to have hope that the coming year is a good year. I want you to rejoice because ahead of you is only good things. Another example, how light gives hope. When you see the ships moving on the sea, they are always looking for what we call the lighthouse. The lighthouse is a slim, tall building that is at the shore, but it has a light on it and the light spins. The light keeps spinning to tell the ship that come this way to get the attention of the of the ship. So when they see the light, oh, we are not lost. Before we find ourselves in Kosovo, we are not lost. Hallelujah! Even aeroplanes when they are approaching when they are approaching the airport, they are guided by lights. No, when they are coming from the top, they see a lot stretch of light and they start to come towards the light yeah they just keep coming from far away and their aim is to get to the light so they keep coming toward, if they go to the side of the light you, you have a crash so they come straight till they get to the light and when they get to the light they are very sure that they will land even, even before the runway starts there's a big line of lights Looking towards them, so they are coming towards that line, that light to just align in the middle. Light always brings hope. Something good will happen to you in 2020. Yeah. The next verse, the Bible says, For you, you you have you have you have multiplied the nation, you have increased their joy, and they joy according to their joy, the joy to thee according to the joy of the harvest. Says they become he said, rejoice, be excited, because something great is coming, something good is going to happen to you. But then, why are they excited? You find in verses, I share with you, and then I close. Verses, the Bible says, For what is the reason for this hope? What is the reason for this excitement? What is the reason for this happiness? It says, For unto us, a child is born and to us. A son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. The reason why we should be excited is Jesus. I said the reason why we should be excited is Jesus. The reason why we should be excited... It's Jesus. The coming of Jesus presents five different things into our lives. We look at it and we close. The first, the Bible says, his name, usually a person's name reveals the things he does. Yeah. Back in the day, they used to name people by what they do. So, Jesus' name reveals to us what he does and that is what brings that hope that something good is going to happen it says and his name shall be called wonderful wonderful something wonderful will happen to you i said I'm, I'm no wonder bishop has prophesied that 2020 there'll be strange things happening strange things wonderful things strange pleasant surprises wonderful things His name shall be called wonderful. Wonderful things will happen. When we say something wonderful will happen to you, what do you think about? That's the thing that will happen to you. I said when we say something wonderful will happen to you, what do you think about? That's the thing that will happen to you. That's the thing that will happen. The next thing is counselor. 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 The word counselor is the word advisor. Somebody who advises you. Somebody who tells you what to do, what not to do. A counselor. Many people destroy themselves because they don't get counsel. Many of us do the wrong things because you don't get the right counsel. If you were to get the right counsel, your problems will be solved. Sometimes you want to enter a relationship. You don't get counsel. You don't ask anybody. What do you think? You don't even ask your friend. What do you think? And then you jump. So if I ask her, she will be jealous. Even some of us, when they counsel, you say we are jealous. Yeah. I mean, I remember one day a lady came to tell me about a brother who, you know, the Lord, the Lord was moving in that direction. And when she told me, I told her that, well, it's great. I can tell you what is going to happen. You have just six months. He's going to break your heart and leave you. Why? Why did I know? I didn't even have to read the scriptures or pray. I didn't even need to use the prophetic word or anything. Some of the people, you see them, they have a track record. They have a track record. But you think that when it gets to your they they will not. A leopard, there's a saying that a leopard cannot something. Changes his spots. He has a track record. Before you join the church, he has broken three sisters' hearts in the church, then you came. And you feel your case will be different because your skirt is shorter than the last person's skirt. Oh! In fact, that's the reason why he will break yours quicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 What was I saying? I was telling a story. So now, how did I know this girl? She had just received some huge amount of money, and then suddenly the boy loves her. laughs. her. My God! I I said to her, I said, I said to her, how much is the money? She told me. I said, okay, just let's use the law of probabilities. Okay, if you spend this much at this time, like, like oh. Six months, you'll be done. Believe you me. I And when I told her, she said, I'm jealous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the boy. Wait, wait, wait. So, that's the, she told me that. I said, I said, listen, me, I'm not into boys. For me to be jealous of a boy. That's, that's the first thing you should know. I'm, I'm not into boys. For me to be jealous of a boy but I said no problem I said pastor look one of the prayers I usually pray when I counsel people is that and they don't listen I pray that I'm not right yeah because I'm not trying to see you being destroyed so sometimes I even tell them look I, I'm, my prayer is that you are right I'm not trying to prove myself right my prayer is that you are right because if if I am if I am right you will be in trouble this girl, she had two abortions from that guy. And the, she's still not married. She missed her boat at that junction. What do I mean she missed a boat? You see, in the church, we are all in a season. You get a short window, and somebody will choose you and marry you. You miss it, you become an auntie in the church. That's all. And don't come and bother that pastor be praying. You are wasting prayer. You're just disturbing us. You become an auntie. Who is an auntie? An auntie is... You see, the person is maybe supposed to be Mrs. Mrs. Golden Sticks. But it's not a Mrs. But it's of the Mrs. age. So you can't still be calling her... Yandelua, Yandelua. Or Tobeka, Tobeka. So you now have to call her Auntie Tobeka. Or Auntie... Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's Christmas. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. So I'm saying that... This time, you will get counsel. You will get advice. Counsel. Counsel. I, I'm, I'm thinking of some investment to make. I had a chance to sit with somebody who's into business. and all. I, I said, what do you think about this? What do you think? Of, what am I looking for? Counsel. Counsel. Advice. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? By the time I hear what three people think, I will be sure what to do what to do. Bible says, in the multitude of counselors, they say you are trying to jump into a relationship, it's not your time for a relationship. Are you going to do the relationship for 13 years? What good will happen in a relationship that lasts? A relationship that goes beyond three, four years, no good thing happens in it. Let me be by you. Let's see. A relationship that goes after three years, four, nothing good happens out of it. No, no, no. It's not a PhD or anything. It, nothing comes out of it. I'm surprised. Nothing comes out of it. Because after three, four years, he's used to you. There's nothing else. What again are you going to show? You have worn Brazilian hair. You have worn Peruvian hair. You have worn, you've done brush cut, Even you have done Miss Universe Cut. There's nothing new. There's no excitement. There's there's nothing intriguing anymore. Yeah. Yeah. No mystery. Nothing. So, oh, Pastor, but currently I'm 18, so what? Wait, when you're about two years to marry, enter a relationship, it will work out for you. Yeah. Then he says, Mighty God. Number one is what? Wonderful. Number two is, this, 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 this 2020, the Holy Spirit himself will be giving you advice. Counseling you so that you don't make a mistake. Counseling and advising you. Next, next one, mighty God. This is why the people in that, this is the light the people in darkness saw. That a mighty God is coming into our lives. Mighty God. Mighty, not just a God, but a mighty one. The might of somebody is brought to bear when there's, there's a battle, when there's a war. If you read the scriptures in between 2 and 6, it talks that he has slain the nations and he has fought with them. Brought deliverance, captive, saved them from captivity. It's a mighty God. Yeah. That's the God that is coming into your finances. That's the God that is coming into your academic life. That's the God that is coming into your health. A mighty God. We, we sing this song. What a mighty God. We serve what a mighty God! We serve the angels bow before Him, heaven and earth adore Him. What a mighty God! Let's sing it again. What a mighty God we
1: serve. What a mighty.
0: mighty, he's mighty
1: what a mighty God we serve. serve the angels bow before him in heaven, heaven, and heaven and heaven adored him what a mighty
0: God
1: we serve
0: a mighty God is coming into your life I said a mighty is rising up in your life i know you have had challenges you have had troubles you have had issues battling you in 2019 2019 for some of us has been very rough but there's a mighty god rising in your life Mm. you begin to see miraculous solutions yeah anybody who has made himself an enemy of yours is an enemy of that mighty god 2020 we'll see our enemies crash before our face we'll see them crash but but we'll hear it like stories oh eh, oh shame then we continue mighty God a mighty God is rising in your life yeah 2020 you'll get the job you are looking for Yeah, you'll get it'll happen a mighty God not just a God but a mighty God you go to war and there's a mighty god with you oh you know that something powerful is there yeah that's why when israel came against the philistines and golath came against them it's like he was so strong so huge when he came up against israel he told them you know this war we are not all going to fight it's a waste of time i have i am the champion of my country You two bring your champion. Let me fight with your champion. Whoever wins that fight, whoever wins that fight will will enslave the rest of the other people. They looked through the whole of Israel. They couldn't get anybody. Why? Because Goliath was big and was a giant. Sometimes you look in your life, the problems that are in your life, they are so big that you wonder, how can I conquer this problem? they marveled for days and Goliath will come every morning and taunt them. Taunt them with our problem. Some of our problems, Satan comes every morning to taunt us with our problems. Some of our problems, he comes every night. Sometimes he comes every Friday night to taunt us with our problems until one guy called David. One guy called David. He was a small wasn't even happy. When he came to the war, when he came to where they were fighting, the soldiers and his brothers, they asked him, what are you doing here? This war is not for children. Even men are running and hiding. Then you such a small boy, you have come. Then he said, this Goliath, I will take him down. Same time. Why would I take him down? Because there's a mighty God behind me. A mighty God. I am little, but behind me, it's a mighty God. Even when Goliat saw David, Ah, you want to fight? Look at this Tokoloshi, you are bringing to come and fight me. This one, what? The, this small boy. Golan, David told him, "I come to you in the name of the Lord. In the name of the what name was he was talking about? The mighty God. The mighty God. This year that we are going into, the mighty God will be on your side. No that you will fight, will end in defeat. You will always be on the victorious side. Why? The mighty God is on your side. Says his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor Mighty God Everlasting what? Father mm. Life without a father is a mess. I can tell you that about half of South Africa's problem is because we don't have fathers. This is a painful point, but I got to say it. Life without a father being present. A father is the one who teaches you to be a man. If you're a guy, your father is the one who teaches you, rise up, be a man, lead, be strong, stand, do what you have to do. Do what you have to do, guide you. Don't do this. Don't. Sometimes even not just not by what he says. You see him, yeah. then you learn how to do things. So many people, many men don't know how to be men because they didn't get a father to learn from. It pains me that I have to use this example. But recently we had a situation where a man, a man, asked the wife to bring him food. It pains me that I have to use example, but this is the example I can use for today. To bring him food at work. The, 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 the wife. Pregnant. Pregnant. Full pregnancy. With two little children. In the hot sun of Peter back. And it's like. She walked through there. And bring him a man. That's where you see that people have not learned to be men. Yeah. The fact that you have authority doesn't mean you should use it mercilessly. Yeah. So I asked the guy. I said, do not you think it will be easy to follow somebody like you? Like pregnant, two children. Not children. The children that when you are working with them, you always have to hold their hands. And she's carrying a bag for one baby. One of the children is a baby. So you have to carry her. Hold this And then one is there like that. And then it's like, walk through the sun. Yeah, I went to pick the girl up myself. Under the sun, almost about to collapse and pass out. Why? Because an unreasonable man has said, bring me food. Yeah. The, I can tell the reason is, you've not had a good example. Pastor, how about the women? I'm coming. Today is Christmas Day. It's the presence of a father that teaches you as a woman how to submit to a man. Because your life is going to be submitting to your husband. And you have to prosper at it and prosper with it. But when there's no man to tell you, sit down, and then you sit down. You see, finally we are married. When your husband says sit down, then you jump out of the window. Yeah, because you have not learned you have not learned to you have just been learned, learning from your mother when she talks, you talk. When you when mother, oh sit that. why should I sit down? Oh, go home. Why should I go home? Oh go and sleep. It's not late. That's what you know. But if it was a mind said, go and sleep. And you say, why he will put you to bed. Yeah. You say what well, he will put you to bed. Yeah. So you learned, you learn from a father. How to be a successful woman under authority. And many women will be successful if they can just learn to be under authority. Just the authority of your husband. You'll be very successful. Very you do well. But you have not learned from a father. If you like, go and check. All oh, the people who have been busy marriages say, you go, you say what, what time did your father die? Ah, they, you will see. Or was your father there? No, you will see. That, so they've not had... Like, Girls always love their fathers. So it's like, this is somebody I love. He corrects me and I listen. So, so many girls don't know how to take correction. As soon as you correct them, they don't mind you again. Yeah, yeah, I have so many people I work with. When I correct them, they leave me for like two weeks. I'll be sitting there waiting and then. Me, I, I be, look, I be, I've been doing this since I went to university. It's not my first time. So when I say that, I know your reaction. I know that. The reaction is going to come. So I wait for it. So sometimes after two weeks, then I'll get, Hi, Bishop. Then I also respond, Hi. Then we continue from there. I won't even argue, Hey, you, I shouted at you, you ran away for three years. No, I know, that's it, you have come. Very soon, in the space of one week, you will do something again and I will correct you. Then you go for another two weeks. We know, it's, we we know, that's the relationship. That's the relationship. Yeah. It's a tennis class. I, I hit it. Then you hit it back to me. Then when I hit it, you hit it. It's normal. So you can't correct them. Put a, you can't tell. You say, Don't do this. Then they'll make a face. When you see their face. Their face is like Zimbabwe. When you look at it, it's a, wow. What a Zim face. for yonder (laughs) bricks.
1: I'm
0: back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back here. We are closing. We are closing. I'm somewhere there. Anywhere. Anywhere. Around that place. I'm coming. Yeah. Anywhere there. Somewhere. how? You can't correct them. As soon as you correct them. The reason is that the father has not been correcting. They've not learned to take correction. So when the husband corrects them once, There'll be, there'll be silence in the house for about three days. Yeah. Three days. Meanwhile, they're supposed to go, no, don't do this, this way. Say, oh, yes, please. Then we keep, we continue our life. It's not, correcting you is not a quarrel. It's not a quarrel. Say, oh, no, I don't like this thing. Don't do it that way. Okay, I'm sorry. Then we all, then we just continue from where we were before you did that thing. But because you didn't learn it from your father, you take it to the, to the unfortunate guy who has come to pay Lobola to marry you. So then every day there's beast. But the Bible says an everlasting father is coming into our lives to fill in the blanks, the blanks, the blanks. The blanks, the blanks to fill in the blanks. Yeah, where your father did not. And, and we are human. So God is the ultimate father. We are human. So we all have our shortcomings. We don't do it. My children, I don't try to parent them alone. It's a communal service. Everybody come and chip in something. Yeah, because it's not everything I can do alone. Because we are limited. But it's only God who can do everything by himself. May the everlasting Father be present in your life. And number five, the Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace. Bible says, and of his government and peace there shall be no end. May you enjoy peace that has no end. Peace that has no end. Peace that has no end. In this season as we remember Jesus, let us allow God to rule in our lives. Before he mentions the names he says, and the government shall be on his shoulder. May the governing of your life be on the shoulder of Jesus. On Christmas day I share five interruptions of Christmas. Come, you will be blessed by it. Five areas Jesus must interact with or interrupt in your life. One of it is the governance of your life. The Bible says, and the covenant shall be on. It means he shall take responsibility of governing your life. And when he does, these are the five things that will come into your life. Wonderful, counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, and the prince of peace. May you see peace in your marriage. Peace in your home. Peace in your business. Peace with your children. Peace at work. Peace in every area of your life. In the name of Jesus. May it happen to you. May things that used to lead to war, may they now bring peace. 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 There are some places when you go there, some, some of you at your workplace, there's no peace. There's actually somebody sitting there working tirelessly till you are sacked. But this 2020, may you see peace. 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 There are some of you, somebody will be displaced in your workplace so that there will be peace. At your workplace, yeah, either promoted, demoted, sat, but he will be replaced at your place so that there will be peace in your life. The Prince of Peace may he take absolute control of your life. Stand to your feet, let's share a word of prayer as we close. I came to give you hope for 2020. 2020 said so the people who walk in darkness have seen receive light in your life every darkness in your life may light shine through it the bible says the light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot hold it forth may the light shine so bright in your life that every darkness will be dispelled in the name of jesus lift your hands just thank god for light that is coming thank god for light that is can thank him for the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the wonderful counselor who's stepping into your life. I see good things happening to people in this church. I see good things, good things, good things happening to us as a church. We give you praise, Lord. We give you glory. Hallowed be your name, Lord. Hallowed be your name, Lord. We thank you. Thank you, Jesus, Father thank you for every hand that is lifted up let the governance of our lives be upon your shoulder in the name of Jesus mighty God show yourself strong in our lives in every situation that concerns us show yourself strong let your peace reign in every area We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Say a nice Amen. Amen. Say a better Amen. Amen. Say an Amen that is filled with victory. Wonderful. You are here this morning. You want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to go to heaven when I die. I don't want to go to hell. I want to pray with you quickly. You are here like that. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Pastor, please pray with me. Please pray with me. Please pray with me. You are here. Lift up your right hand. Pastor, please pray with me. Lift up your right hand. Lift up your right hand. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. Everybody pray this prayer with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus. I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Thank you Jesus for dying to save me. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for the Lord? And you may be seated in the presence Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Marisburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.